everyone. Welcome back to the If It Fits podcast. I am one of your hosts, Michelle Jane. And I'm your other host, Jessica Payne. So thank you very much for listening. We've had some excellent feedback on our podcast too, on nutrition. And don't forget to follow us on Spotify and also subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. So last week we talked about um, kickstarting your fat loss journey and we focused on the nutrition side of things. So in today's episode, we're going to be talking all about the training side of things. So we'll be covering areas such as how to get started as a complete beginner, some common misconceptions and mistakes that people make when it comes to training, the role of activity trackers and focusing on calories burned, and then how we like to train our clients and also our own training experiences and preferences as well. And this is probably the best place to start, to be honest. So, Michelle, I'll start by asking you, can you give us a bit of a background to your training? So your experiences, your different approaches to training over the years, etc. Yeah, sure. So I, I know we touched on a little bit about our training in the first podcast. So I used to start off just doing cardio, doing classes. I started off my weight training experience with my brother. He showed me those three exercises I was on about that I just grew my traps and um so my training style now so i've been training for the last few years by a coach um as you're probably aware i've done a bodybuilding show so i competed as a bikini athlete um something that i've always wanted to do but i've kind of ticked that box now and it's not something i want to do again um just because of the diet side of it but so with in regards to training i enjoyed really enjoyed training for the bikini bikini show um, it's the hardest thing I've ever done, but I like my own style of training. So I love high volume training. Um, so I just love supersets, trisets. Um, I know some of you beginners won't really understand those concepts, but we'll explain that in a different podcast. But it's, and I just love high volume training. So I much prefer to do like 15 to 20 reps and really short rests and do supersets and circuits than do, you know, five to like strength training, five to six reps where you've got to rest for like four to five minutes. I haven't got, I can't be resting for four to five minutes. I haven't got the patience. So my training at the minute, so I'm concentrating more on the muscles I want to work on. Because when you're training to be a bikini athlete, there's a certain look. So you've got to have wide shoulders, um, small waist, and then hamstrings and glutes. So it's, it's mainly shoulders, hamstrings, and glutes training. So in bikini, there's no really place for quads. You don't really train arms that much either. So now I've always wanted arms because of my brother. Seems a bit childish. <laughs> <laughs> I always want big arms. So I've now trained in biceps a bit more. So I was training as a bikini not long ago when I wanted to do another show. I was training three days a week, glutes and hamstrings, and then twice a week, mainly shoulders. Now I've turned that around, so I'm doing three days a week upper body. Um, still doing shoulders, but I'm including arms a bit more. And I'm two days a week lower body, but I'm concentrating on quads a bit more because I've always wanted big quads. But when I've been bikini, training as a bikini athlete the last couple of years, don't really train quads that much um and i know that if i concentrate on them i I can build them so yeah that's my training at the minute so as soon as i go i haven't got that heavy weight at home so i know that i can build my upper body at home with the weights that i've got 
but the weights I've got, I've kind of reached my limit progressive overload wise with training lower body. Obviously I can make it a bit harder by doing more reps and rest and stuff, but I think I've got to a point now with the weights at home, I can't really build my lower body as much as I want to, but I know I can build my upper body. So until the gym's open, I'm going to concentrate more on building my upper body and then I'll switch it back to three days a week lower body then when I'm back in the gym. And cardio wise, I love a spin bike. So I've actually, I bought one. So I bought a spin bike. I did want um, a Stairmaster, but I couldn't quite fit one in my house. (laughs) (laughs) And they're so expensive. I've got a spin bike as well, but yeah. They're so expensive. So I bought a spin bike. So I like, I used to do, when I used to do cardio, I used to go with my brother to one of the gyms in Newport and do virtual spin, not a class. You can turn on the computer, turn on the screen yourself. Okay, yeah. used to do our cardio doing virtual spin. So I've got an app now um, that's connected to my bike. I've got Bluetooth with it and it connects to a, like a virtual app. So you can like ride around Spain. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I've added in two 20 minutes cardio just because I want to keep my calories a bit higher and create a bigger deficit with cardio. So that's my style of training at the minute. So supersets, high intensity, and I want to build some guns bigger than my brother. <laughs> well, I like so that you... goal. Looking forward to seeing them in a few months. That's time. my childish goal, yeah. So um, what's your style of training? What are you doing at the minute? So very similar to yours, really. And to be completely honest, my style hasn't changed too dramatically over the years. So I do go through different periods and preferences. Um, but on the whole, the core elements basically remain remain the same. Um, it's obviously made up the same as you, predominantly of resistance training. Um, and I train weights usually five to six times a week, depending on where I'm at with my goals and you know what where I am at any given time, basically, what I want to achieve. For the last few months, this did drop down to around three to four days, just purely because I've been so busy working with the business and studying just trying to cram everything in. So it did drop down, but I, I am back in a bit more of a stable routine now. So I'm doing at least four to five days where possible. So when I first ever began training, it was obviously the old traditional bodybuilding style because that's where it all started for me. As I explained in the first podcast, um, going to body power, seeing those girls. So I instantly like found out what style of training they did. And, and back then it was very much sort of one body part per session or one to two body parts. So for example, I might train quads and calves on a Monday, chest and triceps on a Tuesday, back and biceps on a Wednesday, hamstrings and glutes on a Thursday, shoulders on a Friday. Um, I did that for quite a long time actually, but over the years then I gradually learned that, you know, for my goals, that wasn't the most effective way to be training, just one body part once a week. You know, I can handle more volume than that, as can most people, as long as you're training smart and recovering. Okay, you know, prioritizing rest. So I then gradually started um, moving towards, you know, upper body days and lower body days, perhaps focusing on push-pull movements as well, which, like you said, there's, there's so much we can talk about on training. We'll, we'll cover all of this in separate <laughs> podcasts but um so currently my split is three days a week leg day and then two days of upper body so due to lockdown and training at home with limited weights and equipment I do feel like I've lost well I know that I've lost quite a lot of strength and shape really and 
not so much in lockdown one, but this time where I've been so busy. And like I've said, my number of days training has changed as well. I have lost some of my shape. So my goal now is to bring up my whole body, <laughs> of course. But the areas for me that I particularly want to work on, so you've said there that you have always focused on hamstrings and glutes. For me, that's been one of my weakest areas. So quads are a strong area for me. So I'm going to be sort of doing the opposite to what you're doing in really focusing i'm still training quads obviously still training everything but um yeah they are a weak point for me so i'm really really want to bring them up and my back i've lost so much shape in my back my lats are not as wide as they were my shoulders are not as round and defined as they were so the whole thing really but yeah three leg days a week and just really really focused and trying to to train really hard but Aside from the resistance side of things, so I do cardio as well um, at the moment on the spin bike, like you, which to be honest, I never thought I would enjoy the spin bike so much. I bought oh, it I like the spin bike. lockdown. Oh, I, I used to hate it. I did spin years ago and then I went off it and, you know, I love the Stairmaster when I'm in the gym. Like you just said, Stairmaster is my best friend. But no, I got it at the start of lockdown one. And to be honest, I absolutely love it. It's so fun. I, um, I just chuck some music on and go with the flow, to be honest. I put a playlist on and if it's a fast bit of music, I'll go a bit faster. If it's a bit slower, then I'll... So I don't have an app like you, but I just go with how I'm feeling. Sometimes I just, you know, scroll on my phone, listen to a podcast and pedal really, really slowly. So yeah, I'm currently doing that about four to five days a week, 25 to 30 minutes um just because I love doing cardio but as time goes on and I progress through my sort of fat loss stage and start to hit plateaus I do love to bring in just once or twice a week the odd um, metabolic conditioning circuit so you know for example 20 minutes as many rounds as possible of a circuit or 20 minutes every minute on the minute or a circuit for time where I'll do like you know sprint for a minute and then a series of jump squats and high intensity stuff I love doing things like that. And I think it's really important to do things that you enjoy. So I just love the feeling of working my ass off. <laughs> Fitness levels improve so much and just smashing it out for 20 minutes. But again, that's, you know, once or twice a week and as a bonus on added on to everything else, really. So, um, and I guess kind of that's how we both would train our, our clients as well, isn't it? You know, resistance training and also with a mixture of exercises that they like like to do yeah yeah so we both obviously um do weight weight training with our clients yeah so our clients they want to change their body shape body composition build muscle they don't know they want to build muscle they want to get toned but to get toned you need to build muscle and lose body fat so <laughs> they want to build muscle they just don't know that they do <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> so yeah um that's how that's how I like to train as well. Very similar to you. Like I said, um, resistance training, of course, it makes up the core cardio as an added bonus and just yeah, upper body, lower body days. And I change up the frequency and the volume depending on what my goal is at the time. So, um, now that we've discussed us, obviously we're more advanced. We're far more experienced. We've got years of experience of training behind us. So we can use much more advanced techniques, but I guess what we really want to go into here today is, how can a complete beginner, for example, get started with resistance training? Yeah, so I'm going to kick that off. So first of all, what is resistance training? So resistance training is basically working against a force. 
So that could be your body weight, just bands if you're working from home. So dumbbells, barbell, or machines if you're in a gym. So that's what resist we mean by resistance. It's creating a resistance of force from using a piece of equipment, bands, or your body weight. So where do you, where do you start? So people think that obviously to change the body shape, build muscle, you have to join a gym. You don't have to, but I do recommend that um, you do join a gym. So if you do join a gym, um, I would recommend that you have an induction. When I first started, I wouldn't have an induction um, because I was just embarrassed. So when I joined the gym, I just told them I knew what I was doing. So I had a bit of muscle, I had a vest on, told them I knew I knew what I was doing. <laughs> and I was walking around the gym, looking at these machines, and I was like, oh, like a little lost sheep. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, but I couldn't ask anyone that worked there because I told them I knew what I was doing. So I recommend that you do have an induction. Now you don't have to, if you're someone that doesn't want to join a gym, you don't have to. We've all proved the last year that you can get amazing results from training at home. So if you're someone that wants to train at home, so where do you start? You start with a set of dumbbells. I recommend that you get three kilos at least I wouldn't get any lower than that because you will like grow them quite quickly we usually say start on two to three kilos um but then you're just gonna have to keep buying kilos as you go up so I would say at least the three kilo dumbbells and a set of resistance bands um like glute bands or if you've got some more disposable income you can get bands that um like attached to the door for your upper body um, and then if you've got a little bit more money, maybe get another set of kilo, kilo dumbbells, like a five kilo, because for your lower body, you can lift a little bit heavier. So if you are someone that's going to be joining a gym, I just want to say, if you're someone that's joining for the first time, no one is going to be looking at you. No one cares. Honestly, that's the reason why I wouldn't join a gym at first, because I thought everyone was going to be looking at me. I'm going to be using a machine. I know what I'm going to be doing. There's going to be people, people laughing at me. And also I thought that all girls would be in the gym wearing like spandex, you know, off like the call, call on the video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I honestly thought, and I'm not joking, that all girls would be walking around looking like I'm wearing the outfit from the call on me video. Oh, that's definitely not me. I can tell you right now. <laughs> I don't and know. That's so the far from the truth. And it's so far from the truth. When, yeah, no one really looks like the girls from the Call On Me video. They certainly don't wear the outfits from the Call On Me video. And no one, no one looks at you, honestly. The, half of them are either looking at themselves in the mirror or they're just doing their own thing. So I don't want you to worry about if you are going to be joining a gym, no one's going to be looking at you at all. So where do you go from here? So you either joined a gym or you've got yourself some dumbbells and some resistance bands and now you're ready to roll. I would say, I would highly recommend, and I'm not just plugging us too, I would recommend that you get a coach. This is something I wish I did from the start because I wouldn't have ended up with those massive traps stuck on the top of my shoulders. <laughs> and... Um, so yeah, so if you're going to get an online coach, I would personally do a little bit of research first. There are loads of online coaches. It's not just me and Jess. There's loads of online coaches out there. So do your research on what they offer. And what I mean is you don't want someone to just give you a training plan on a piece of paper and just go, here you are, go to the gym. Like you're new. You're not going to, one, you're not going to know what these exercises are. 
you're not going to know how to set up the machines you're not going to know the correct form so if you're going to go with an online coach you want to go with someone that's maybe got an app that's got video demonstrations for each exercise and has also got a procedure in place where they check your form like checking videos and video feedback this is something that jess and i got we both use the same um software so we both got an app that's got a video demonstration for each exercise we both get our clients to send us forms so even the clients that go to the gym they either get someone to do it for them or they set their phone up i like doing a squat for example and they record themselves doing the squat and send it to me so then i can um, have a look at their form and then correct it so you don't want someone that's just going to give you a piece of paper with exercises on so do a little bit of research on if you are going to sign up with a coach what is it that they're going to be offering you so bear in mind you're brand new to training you've never trained before so someone just offering you an a4 piece of paper with exercises on is not really going to benefit you so if you are going to a gym i would recommend maybe getting depends on how much um you want to spend because obviously one-to-one -one personal training sessions are a little bit more expensive but if you can afford it i do recommend you just get a couple even if it's maybe a block of five i used to get clients sign up with me and some of them were honest just like look i just want to learn how to train so i've got five sessions in these five sessions i just want to learn how to use all the machines and that's what they did so there's no pressure on them losing weight no pressure on them um trying to get to the goal within those five sessions. So it'd be one a week over five weeks. It was, how much can I learn in five weeks? So I do recommend if you don't want to get an online coach, if you want to actually be shown the machines and shown the correct form in person, maybe buy a couple of one-to-one -one personal training sessions. So if you haven't, if you can't afford personal training sessions, then I do recommend maybe just buying a training plan again, do your research. You don't want to buy a training plan where a personal trainer is just going to hand you a piece of paper and just go, here's your training plan. Thanks. Take your money. Off you go. Because again, you're new. You're not going to know how to do those exercises. So maybe try and buy a training plan off someone that's either got an app that's got the video demonstrations for the exercises or you can send them forms, some sort of package where you can buy a training plan and they can help you with your form. Or what I used to do when someone used to buy a training plan off me in the gym is I used to charge them a set price for the training plan and then an hour session to go through the exercises or at least show them how to set up the machines. So again, if you can't afford a training plan, maybe go and find someone that's experienced in the gym that maybe you know maybe you've got a friend that trains that you can go and train with them if you're going to go and train with someone who's a bit more experienced something that's really really annoying is make sure you show up <laughs> because people who's experienced that's their time that's their session they don't mind like me i'm a bit of a loner i do like training on my own i do train with um clients and friends now and then so it's nice to train with someone now and then but it's so annoying when you've planned your session because i plan a session to train with someone and then they don't turn up oh Make yeah sure you turn up. annoying <laughs> i love so training annoying. on my own too <laughs> so if you can you know afford a coach personal trainer buy a training plan try and train with someone who's a bit more experienced who can at least show you around the gym show you how to set up the machines and just show you what to do 
what I would say if you're going to be doing it alone is maybe start off with machines. Now, when I first started, I didn't really have the confidence to go and stand in the mirrors and use dumbbells or a barbell, especially like a squat rack. I mean, I couldn't have people watching me put weights on a squat rack just in case I put them on wrong. So I just felt more comfortable doing machines. So I just used machines. Um, I just watched people setting them up. And then when they got off there, I'll go and jump on the machine because I've just watched, it, watched how to set it up. But if you had an induction, you would already know how to set it up. So I would start a machine. So there's a few options there for you on how to start. So I do recommend that you do um, invest in someone. So invest in someone to show you how to do the exercises, whether that's an online coach, which is a cheaper way of having a personal trainer. Or if you want to go down the personal training route, just do your research on exactly what they offer. So that's basically what I would suggest how you start uh, resistance training. That was really, really good top tips there. I completely agree with everything you've said there, especially starting on the machines. And, and where you said, you know, people are not looking at you, nobody's going to laugh at you, completely and utterly true. And you know what? My gym gets new machines all of the time. And sometimes I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, and I have to go up and read the instructions because it's just so different, you know, all these fancy machines. And I'm like, what is this? How do I do it? And, Even, and I, yeah, just ask same. People, I, I ask people all the time, you know, do you know how I do this? And, or, you know, I'm still there watching people. So you're still going to be always learning and there's always yeah. going to be a better way. So, but yeah, starting on machines, I completely 100% agree with. So yeah really good advice there especially for the starting at home um with the resistance bands and dumbbells you definitely need some sort of equipment so that's, that's good. yeah i mean you can manage with your your body weight but there's yeah, only so cool. much you can do with your body weight so if, if you're someone that wants toned arms for example it's really hard to tone your arms without a set of dumbbells at least yeah you know there's only so many dips and push-ups that, that you can do yeah definitely so we've obviously briefly touched on some misconceptions there about you know when you're starting out and you go into the gym so let's talk a little bit now about some common misconceptions that people do have about the gym because they do still go around and you know there's so many we could discuss but I've thought of a couple that we could bring up um on today's podcast so the first one being that weights will make you big and bulky now this actually isn't as common these days as it used to be because I think more and more females especially are starting to feel a bit more comfortable with resistance training you know we're looking at Instagram we're seeing people training all the time and it is becoming more popular which is great because we should be doing it but yeah there are still people who make the comment you know I don't want to get too big and bulky I want to lose fat first and one of my clients <laughs> last week said to, she asked me can I just check am I am I on a fat loss diet and not building muscle because I don't want to get too big and I was like of course you're on fat loss diet so obviously had that bit of a conversation with her so yeah there are still people who are worried about getting big and bulky and do you know what like you you've just heard Michelle and I both say about our training styles that we've been doing xyz for years I really want to bring up my hamstrings and glutes and of course I train hamstrings and glutes but it takes time like serious time to build real quality muscle years and years for us females, we don't have as much testosterone as males. So it's going to take a lot of time. 
So yeah, please don't worry about it. You're not just going to lift a couple of weights or do an eight week plan and suddenly become the She-Hulk. <laughs> I've been trying to look like a man for years. It's not easy. Just no, exactly. It's exactly. <laughs> I am quite lucky actually, to be fair. I do build muscle pretty quickly. I I'm know now that I've got, you know, that my, my home gym, we've just built a home gym. So now I do have access to, um, some real good equipment and heavier weights, even though we're still in lockdown. So I know that within a few weeks, you know, my, my shoulders will start to pump back out again and, and I will make some good gains, but I will have to work super hard, you know, for, to build up my hamstrings and glutes. And also it's about eating more calories, but we'll save that for another day. But, but yeah, what we're trying to say is you don't need to worry so much about Becoming the Hulk after a few weeks of training. We've been with. trying for years. It's yeah. not easy. <laughs> it's not at all. But that's the fun part of it as well. I absolutely love it. It's what, and it's what keeps us going. It's what keeps me motivated. Just seeing that constant progress over the years and, and going back and trying to better it. So when I think everybody I know falls in love with weight training, if, even if they didn't yeah. at the beginning, they do, you know, after eight, 12 weeks of doing it, they absolutely love it. So that's good. And then a second misconception that we have then is that you have to lift really, really heavy weights in order to make progress. So a lot of people think, and especially at the start of um, lockdown, when we first entered the pandemic, so many people were worried, you know, how am I going to make progress now? We're at home. I haven't got access to all of this equipment. And yes, of course, it's going to be a bit more difficult for the advanced people. But when you are a beginner, you don't necessarily need to be lifting super heavy weights. If you think, if you haven't been lifting any weights at all, you're a new beginner to training, any lightweight is going to be extra resistance that you didn't have previously. So of course you're going to make great progress with that. And beginners shouldn't even be thinking about lifting heavy weights, to be honest, until they've mastered um, good exercise technique and that they're able to adopt the correct form on exercise first. And that's, obviously reiterating what you just said, Michelle, about um, getting a coach and having somebody check your form, because that really is so important. You know, it avoids injuries and problems further down the line. And if you're not training properly, then some, pe some people might just be going through the motions, but not actually training the muscle in the right way. So you're never going to achieve it. So completely agree with that. Get a coach and ask somebody to check your form. So like I said, even for beginners, even really light weights are going to help you grow some really nice muscle, muscle tissue over time. And, and even for advanced trainers, to be honest, it's not about lifting as heavy as you possibly can on every single session. There are other ways. Um, and it's all about training smart. And mm. of course, we've all learned, like you said, during lockdown, we can make progress even with limited weights. I mean, we discussed your shoulders before, Michelle. I think you achieved those shoulders with light weight. Three, three kilos, yeah. So all my clients will obviously follow me on my fitness pal. So my fitness pal photo is me side on and you can see my doubt. So I, um, I broke my arm quite a few times. So I was always quite conscious of how much weight I was lifting. So I wouldn't lift more than three kilos. But with those three kilos, I managed to build my shoulders because I just did loads of reps and sets and really worked on my form and tempo. So yes, you can build, because I went from nothing to three kilos. All right, granted, the muscle I had then, I wouldn't have been able to build more without going no. heavier, but 
you can definitely build muscle with three kilos. Man, I'm proof of that. I've managed to build my shoulders with just three kilos. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, I've never got super, super strong, you know, on things like lateral raises, shoulder presses, more of a compound exercise, but I don't lift much heavier than five kilograms usually on my shoulders. I find that they respond really well to volume, like you said, super yeah, sets, um, holds and all stuff like that. So, so yeah, don't be, um, don't think that just because you're not going to the gym or you don't have access to the gym that you can't make any progress whatsoever because you really, really can. And then another misconception then is for many people, they try to do too much at once. So somebody wants to embark on this journey, a fat loss journey, for example, and they do everything. They go on a diet and they'll normally drop their calories super, super low. Like how many people join us and they're eating 1200 calories or whatever. Yeah, so many. They drop their calories super low. They start going running. If I'm going to go running five days a week um, <laughs> when they didn't do anything before. Um, and they start weight training as well. So that's three huge things that they're doing. Um, and yes, we would always say get into a calorie deficit and add some resistance training, but it's not about doing hours and hours at once or training every single day or doing cardio constantly. It's all about taking your time. You, what you need to do is keep these tools in your back pocket for when you do start hitting a plateau further down the line. Yeah. So, you know, that's what we try, we're trying to get across is, is it's all about consistency. It's going to take time. It's going to take patience, but you don't need to do everything all at once. So, you know, I've just said I'm doing cardio for 25 to 30 minutes, five days a week. I'm so used to doing cardio. I, I love it. I love cardio so much. Weirdo. <laughs> I know I am a bit of a weirdo. I, I just love getting up in the morning and doing it. It wakes me up, but but if I start to hit a plateau, you know, I'm not going to change that now and I'm going to keep it consistent for, you know, several weeks or even months until I start hitting a plateau. And then I think, right, now I need to probably increase my cardio. So I might increase it by 10 minutes a day. So 35 minutes a day or on three days of the week or whatever that might be, you know, it depends on how big of a plateau I'm in and whether I'm reducing calories. But yeah, always keep the tools in your back pocket. Don't do everything at once because then you don't yeah. really have anywhere to go apart from adding more and more. And that's where you start seeing people then having to do, you know, an hour to two hours of cardio a day and they can't drop their calories any lower. They've got no energy. They're falling asleep. You know, you really, really need to just be careful, be careful with your health because it's your health that yeah. you're impacting. Basically, if you're, doing too much in one go and and I know we keep saying about coaches but this is where it's so good to have a coach because they can keep you on that right path how many times at check-in do people say oh do we do you think I should drop my calories I'm like well because you didn't drop one pound this one week no let's yeah, let's go in and it's about thinking up thinking about all of the other things you're achieving think of the bigger picture you're improving strength you're improving so many areas you're correcting your form every week you're feeling better you're feeling energized you're feeling strong yeah there's just so many more benefits so don't try and focus too much on that one little thing do too much yeah. in one go um another one that i like is well not that i like that i don't like people doing cardio to lose fat first so this is another one i've had <laughs> yeah i want to build some muscle or i want to tone up but what i'm going to do is i'm going to lose all my fat first so i'm just going to run or do some cardio for a few months and then i'm going to build up some muscle 
So you touched on this earlier, Michelle. So in our experience, most people, most females that we work with, their goal when they come to us is to lose fat and tone up. And as Michelle said, being toned is simply having lean muscle mass and lower body fat levels. That's literally all it is. It's basically muscle and lower body fat. And in order to achieve I just that, want to say that it's not just being toned. Like toned is the hardest goal you could have picked. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's so hard. Um, and in order to build up that lean muscle mass or to achieve that toned look, then you need to be doing resistance training. I know we keep reiterating this same thing, but we just want to get it across to you how important it is. We're helping people to transform their body composition. You know, anyone can just lose a little bit of fat if they want. They can reduce their calories. When you really want to transform your body, the shape of your body and how you look um, and feel, then you really have to do it over time and achieve it with resistance training. You need to be lifting weights and really pushing yourself consistently over time. Um, and then, of course, resistance training is not only about looking good either. There's obviously so many other health benefits yeah. to it, such as improved bone density. So your bones are going to be stronger, potentially reducing you know, the risk of the onset of osteoporosis later on in life. It helps keep the muscles stronger as we age um, and hopefully prevent age-related muscle decline issues. Um, it helps protect our joints. It's great for mental health and, you know, well-being. It's just, there's so many benefits to just about looking good and transforming your body. Obviously, we are body transformation coaches. Um, and that's what we try and get across to people is that if you really want to transform the look of your body, because what people say to me, they want to lose their flabby arms, you know, they'll say, or I want to tone this up a little bit, but you have to lift the weights in order to achieve mm. that. If you're just going to do too much cardio and no resistance training, you're going to lose weight, but you'll still have those, you know, the bingo wings or whatever that you wanted to get rid of if you haven't lifted any weight whatsoever. So, yeah. There's a post I've seen that someone that does cardio and doesn't weight train, when they're naked, looks like a melted candle. Because do you <laughs> want to look like a melted candle when you're naked? Absolutely not. You don't. So, you need to do weight training. I and also, if you, I'm used to I'll have to show no. you. And also, if you do too much cardio and you don't do resistance training, you you look like a marathon runner. Now, I want you to go and Google, and nothing against marathon runners, but doing too much cardio burns muscle. Yes. So you'll never see a marathon runner with muscle. Do you know what I mean? So do you yeah. want to look like a marathon runner? Nothing against marathon runners. Sorry, marathon runners. But they, they, they don't have the look or the body composition that you're after. So they do too much cardio and they burn muscle. So you've got to think, what do you want to look like? And your, your actions as in weight training, cardio, needs to be in line with your goals? Yeah, definitely. Um, so another concept, misconception then is training programs have to be full of fancy moves and techniques or they have to be changed regularly to shock your body. Um, you know, people always say this, like, you know, I've done this for like three weeks now, I need to shock my body a bit. No, absolutely not. That is a huge, huge myth your muscles don't know what exercise you're doing. All they know is that they're being put under stress. If the stress then is adequate enough, then obviously they're going to adapt by growing so they can deal with it better the next time around. 
And in order to make progress, you don't need to constantly switch exercises. You know, you don't need a fancy training plan with drop sets, pyramid sets and all of that, if, especially if you are a beginner, more advanced. I, I do loads of that in my training, but I've been training for years and years. Beginners, I think a lot of the time people can look at their program and think, oh, that looks boring. I could have could have written that myself. Well, you might have been able to write it yourself, but have you actually implemented it? Have you actioned it? week in week out have you got somebody monitoring your progress and telling you where where you can make changes do you know where you can make those changes so you know you don't need to be constantly switching exercises you should always include the main compound lifts as core exercises in your programs they're never going to go away they're never going to change you might do different variations of them for example but you know the big lifts such as the squats the deadlifts the shoulder press the hip thrusts the chest press all of those are big compound lifts that they should be staples in every every program. You know, they should feature at some point. And then you've got your accessory exercises as well. But you need to just focus on improving or progressing in each workout. And this is what is known as progressive overload. So it's a principle of progressive overload. And you can achieve this in a variety of ways. So it's not necessarily always about increasing the weight although that is you know, one way in which you can achieve progressive overload. But there are other ways, and especially if you are working at home with limited equipment, you can focus on beating the number of reps um, that you did the previous week or the week before. You can focus on increasing the number of sets over time. So perhaps if you've been doing three sets of one exercise, once you've got a good number of reps, you've got good form, etc., you might want to add in a fourth set you can then implement uh, minimum rest periods between sets. So if you've been having a minute rest, then you might want to drop that to 45 seconds. So it's making it more challenging again. Your muscles haven't got as much time to recover between sets. So again, that's applying some extra challenge for them that they have to adapt to. And even focusing, better, focusing on better form, exercise form, should be a main focus and you can achieve progressive overload that way. That should be the main focus um, before you even consider increasing the weight or the reps, to be honest. You shouldn't be thinking about going heavier on, a, on an ex exercise if you haven't got the correct form mastered, yeah. which your coach will be able to tell you, you know, both of us. Um, I've been working with a client on Romanian deadlifts this week and we've had a few oh, back and forth videos. Uh, same we had a few videos back and forth. And Such a hard exercise to get right. So hard. Yeah. Definitely, but um, so effective when you do do it right and you can actually feel it working in the areas that you're supposed to. But, but yeah, so and that's why. So it's taken perhaps two to three weeks to perfect the form on that exercise. So imagine I was to then change her program straight away now. I mean, <laughs> and then she's doing something completely different. That makes no Just sense point, whatsoever. Yeah. You know, you need to be sticking to these programs. My training programs can be anywhere between... 12 weeks to 16 weeks 18 weeks before they're they're changed and i think yours are the same and obviously what we're doing during that time is we're working through progressive overload so i'm like okay i did this weight on squats last week this week i'm going to try and add on another kilo or two kilos and see if i can do that and then the week later if i've achieved a good number of reps 
on a heavier weight, I might increase it again, or I might try and get more reps on that weight. So we're constantly pushing ourselves. So when we're saying the training program doesn't change, that doesn't mean that we're just going through the motions. We're challenging ourselves, but you don't basically need to be swapping and doing all of the exercises under the sun all of the time. It's about being patient and consistent and which, you know, might be a little bit boring for some people, (laughs) but no, it's about, it's about consistency over time. Exactly. to be honest, there's so many misconceptions I could go over. I think we've covered a good few there. We could probably do a few more podcasts on, on these alone. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we'll come up with them um, with quite a lot. But I think one thing we touched on last week, Michelle, was any mistakes that we have made in our training over the time or things. Oh, I've made loads of mistakes. Course. I really, really injured my back when I first started doing a stiff leg deadlift because I was an ego lifter. So I was obviously new to training, but I was watching people who've been training for years. Obviously, I didn't know they've been training for years. So I was trying to lift what they were lifting, and I really hurt my back um, trying to do a stiff leg deadlift because my form was awful, and I was trying to lift too heavy. So that's why it's super important to stick with the the light weights to begin with and correct your form. And I also pulled my um, rotator cuffs on my shoulder, going too heavy again, ego lifter, (laughs) (laughs) doing a fly. Because it was too oh. heavy, and I just dropped the weight there, and oh my, that put me out for weeks. That did. Oh, but, uh, I did something similar with um, bench press. So uh, I never bench press these days, by the way, because I hate it. <laughs> I do some chest exercises, but I never do bench press. I do dumbbell presses. Um, anyway, I digress. But years ago, I was trying to be a bit of an ego lifter as well, trying to go really heavy on bench press. And when I was pushing it up, because it was so heavy, I sort of like strained my neck and twisted it around to the side to get it up. So I was pulling through my neck. So I I got a trap nerve in my neck and back. And again, I was out for weeks doing that because I thought, oh, I'll just go to the gym and I'll just have to walk. I couldn't even walk on the treadmill because you don't realize how much your neck. It was absolute agony. But I learned from that mistake straight away because, yeah, I'm so, you know, I emphasize good form over everything these days. I'm really paranoid and I don't want to injure myself because I love training. <laughs> so I want to make sure I That's the thing, yeah. to the gym. I'm trying to think. And also some of the like weird exercises I used to do as well. So some of them, I actually, I look back and I actually, I still like that. So I would <laughs> like do what? like um, kickbacks on the, on the lion leg curl and hip thrusts. Okay. Yeah, kickbacks on the lion leg. This is actually on my plan. So kickbacks on the lion leg curl. I would do hip thrusts on the leg extension. Yeah, I would do the abductor. But on my plan, you have to stand up. But I've actually seen someone, and it's quite popular. A lot of people did in the gym I used to work in. Is where they stand backwards. Yeah, stand backwards so their face is facing the seat and stand up and do that. Oh, I used to do that all of the time. Yeah, it was so hard to face the seat and then try and get your oh. leg the side of the weights and yeah. pull it in. God, it must have looked awful. But I did that for a good, not even that long ago, probably three years ago, I was doing that. So, <laughs> and I've, I think we've both done the the stairmaster routine, walking sideways, kicking your leg so up, kicking back. Yeah, yeah. But so, stairmaster. So my clients, they know me. So. What absolute pains my soul on the stairmaster now, so please don't do it, is when people, it is so common in the gym I used to work in, they would lift them so they would lock their arms out on the side yeah. so their arms are locked. 
and their feet are hardly touching the seat that they yeah. the steps so they're going really fast so it looks like it looks impressive if you're you know new to training but their feet are hardly touching the steps and i'm like what are you you just wait when you're lifting yourself up so your upper body's doing all the work yeah and you're not actually burning any calories, really. Like, what are you doing? That pains my soul. I can't watch. <laughs> well, that's the same as people walking on a really high incline on the treadmill, really fast. And I used holding to do that. On, <laughs> holding on to the bar for dear life. I, I do walk on the treadmill on an incline, but I don't hold on to the bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you think you're going to fall off, hold lightly. But if you're going so fast and an incline so high that you have to hold on for dear life. Yeah, then- exactly bring it's it down so bring the speed anything. down you're not Go really achieving lower. anything <laughs> Go not working lower, legs bring down. yeah it's um yeah exactly I, I do tell people quite often in the gym i'm like do you know if you bring that down but you don't always want to interrupt people do you but yeah that's that's another bugbear of mine the stairmaster routine to be honest I, I secretly loved that i'd probably still do it now <laughs> if no one was looking <laughs> not because it i thought it would on... achieve anything but it's just it was on a plan of mine was it okay from a coach yeah i think mine was actually because yeah i'm sure it was because otherwise i wouldn't have started doing it i don't think but yeah i actually liked it it made the time go quicker if nothing else <laughs> But yeah, when you see people do it now, and also you see people like walking backwards on the treadmill, like because oh. apparently it builds your bum or something. I've it's never done that. Bit... I luckily I don't think I've ever seen anyone doing that. But yeah. Oh, simply gym. I've, I think they're just full of people. They just sit on Instagram and try and look at the the weirdest exercises they can find, and then <laughs> go and try it so they look different. But yeah, top different tip. exercises doesn't mean they're good. Yeah. Yeah. If you Stick follow people basics. on Instagram, don't. Make sure there's somebody who's at least experienced in coaching or an actual personal trainer because they won't be showing you any fancy dancy moves like that. It'll be they'll just be the influencers who are showing you those just because it looks looks good and can sell. But yeah, follow actual trainers if you're gonna take yeah. a from Instagram, I would say. And then I think something else that there's a lot of misconceptions about is the focusing on calories and activity yeah. trackers so you were going to go into a bit bit about that michelle yeah so a lot of people focus on what they burn on the machines and the machines are not accurate the machines are set so for instance if you set it on a 15 incline speed six it's set to burn so many calories um per hour or whatever it is so regardless on who goes on it it will burn the same amount of calories for everyone so Say, for instance, me and my husband, we both went on the treadmill. We both went on incline 15, speed six for an hour. We would both burn the exact same amount of calories on the machine. Now, of course, his basal metabolic rate is higher than mine. So just naturally, he would burn more calories than I would. And everyone burns calories at different rates. So the machines are hugely inaccurate. What a lot of people do and i used to as well so if i had i'd go on the treadmill i'd hold on for dear life go as fast <laughs> as i can <laughs> and i'd burn 600 calories i wouldn't leave until i burned 600 calories now where i got 600 calories from i don't know but of course because i was holding on for dear life i wasn't burning half as many those calories that the treadmill was telling me no. <laughs> because i was taking most of the work away from holding on so I just don't want people to pay attention to the calories burned on machines. Now, the calories burned on the machines is just, a, it is a good indicator for maybe 
how hard you're working. So what I used to say to my clients if they went on the Stairmaster, for example, if they did 10 minutes on the Stairmaster and they burned, I don't know, let's say 200 calories, I said, right, now next time when you go on there for 10 minutes, try and burn 210 because to achieve that, they would have to go faster because the machine set, the machine set to burn so many calories um, per hour on a certain level. So for them to achieve more, I know they would have to go faster, work harder, and they would naturally, they would burn more calories. So looking at it like that and trying to beat the calories you burn each time you work out, doing the same workout is a good indicator of progressive overload. It's a good indicator of you working harder. It's a good indicator of you getting fitter because each time you're able to go a bit faster. So I would just use it as an indicator for how hard you're working. I wouldn't take it as gospel. That's how many calories you've burned because you didn't. They're not accurate at all. No. I do um, that as well on my spin bike in the morning. Yeah, I do as well. So I know how many calories I usually burn in, say, that 30 minutes that I do. So if one day I'm doing it and it's not quite there yet, I know that I've been going a little bit too slow or I haven't put as much effort in. So I've got like a little target of the calories Again, not thinking that's the actual real life calories that I'm burning <laughs> because I know they're not. But yeah, it's a good guide for consistent effort, basically, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. So when I when I was competing, so when I was on prep, I had to do an hour on the power mill every day. So an hour on the power mill every day. Yeah, it's like oh, an hour again today. What can I do? So right, I can beat my time. So I used to take a photo of the calories I burned or the, the amount of steps I did or the the stairs that I've climbed and I would try and beat that each time so it's just an indicator of um just getting better just getting better each time so what you don't want to do and a lot of people do is eat the calories they've burned so yeah they'll burn 500 calories and they'll be like right I can eat 500 calories now well no cardio or training for example is just your calorie deficit is to create a bigger calorie deficit for you to lose weight so go and eat those calories then that you're just you're really taking yourself out of calorie deficit you're defeating the point of even going to the gym in the first place well yeah if your goal is fat loss definitely if you're if you're looking to build then yeah you might want to go and eat them back but definitely if your goal is fat loss please don't eat them back my no. help <laughs> tells people to do that sometimes doesn't it and some people message me and ask me, should I be eating these back? And I'm like, no, please don't eat them back. It's all calculated. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it is confusing for people. So same as the watches as well. So watches are hugely inaccurate. So a lot of people do stress out on what do I set my watch to? Do I set it to hit? Do I set like it doesn't matter? Like watches are set regardless on what you set it to. It's just to burn the calories based on how hard you're working. So when doesn't really matter what you set it to and like the machines in the gym they are not accurate so really don't pay attention to what you're burning now when you're weight training calories burned is not our goal our goal when we're weight training is to change your body composition and also the thing is with weight training it actually um so weight training doesn't burn as many calories as cardio so what happens with weight training we actually when we build lean muscle we burn more calories at rest so our um, metabolic rate increases so just don't pay attention to the calories burned during exercise and the thing is with weight training your body actually burns more calories afterwards 
Yeah. So after you finish the workout, and yeah, I go when my weight training is not how many calories burned. So don't pay attention to that, and definitely don't eat those calories back. <laughs> <laughs> so I know Jessica's got an example of how inaccurate watches are. Well, yeah, I've recently purchased, or I had for my birthday off my husband, I should say, um, an aura ring. Now, I've been wearing a Fitbit for years and years, but the aura ring is sort of designed to, whereas the Fitbit is good for monitoring activity, you know, running and activity throughout the day, and you can track your workouts and all. The aura ring is more about sleep and recovery and, you know, resting heart rate, heart rate variability and all of that sort of stuff indicating whether you're stressed. So it does monitor steps. It does monitor, you know, it does tell me how many calories I've burned each day. So I thought it would, it'd be interesting to just have a little look at the difference between the two. So I've been wearing this for just over a week now, I think. So I've got some data in here. So I've just picked a random date that um, I've looked at on, on both of them. So if I look back to Tuesday this week, for example, my Fitbit tells me that I've done 9,878 steps. So just under 10, didn't meet my goal there. Oops, <laughs> probably made up for it the next day. <laughs> um, whereas my Aura Ring tells me that I did 14,160 steps, which Massive is difference. quite a huge difference. Um, and then calories wise, it, my Fitbit told me I burned 2,024 calories that day. Whereas the aura ring told me I'd been 2,357 calories that day. So both Massive things, difference. I've written in both, you know, the same data, the same metrics, my height, my weight, my age, all of that. Um, and again, they're coming out so different. They're both on me. They're both on the same hand as well. They're both on my right arm. So again, it's just to show how different things are. So you, yeah. which one, if I was to take which, how many calories I've burned, which one would I listen to? I don't know. So we can't you just take it with a, with a pinch of salt, basically. Yeah. So with your training, so with, with watches, for example, obviously most of us have got watches and they are good to set. I do like to set mine. I'm just curious on how many calories I've burned. So next time I do that same session, I'll just compare it to next time, especially if I'm doing my cardio, for example. So I'll leave it on when I'm doing my cardio, yeah. record what I've burned. And next time I'll just see if I can try and beat that. So it is good to, to keep a record of, Meaning like your effort. So it's just to prove that you're improving, just to, to record that you're improving. So still use it. I'm not saying don't use them, don't set them, still use them, still set them when you're working out, but just don't pay too much attention. Don't stress over how many calories you've burned as well. And of course, someone who's brand new to training who might be overweight will burn more calories than someone who's a bit fitter. So I have had clients in the past, because when I first started doing, I do live workouts twice a week with my clients. So, and a lot of clients would take a photo of their watch and put it in the group, I've burned so many calories. And I would have other clients message me, I've just done that same workout, but I've burned like 100 less calories than that person. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but that person's like a foot taller than you they're a lot bigger than you they've just started training so there's there's loads of variables why that person have burned Definitely. more calories than you have so don't pay attention to what anyone else is burning what your watch is burning just go by effort as long as you finish your session and you say to yourself 
I couldn't have given any more. I trained as hard as I could. It doesn't matter how many calories you've burned. No, that's so important to know. And me and my husband quite often train together and he's six foot six. Um, I don't know, 240, 250 pounds maybe. I'm five foot three. Um, we're completely different, obviously. So we do the same workout and he burns, according to the watch, around a thousand calories more than me in a session. Mm-hmm. We always joke about it. He's like, I've burned 1,000 more ever calories. And I'm like, I've been 200. <laughs> so yeah, it's just, it, everybody is completely different. So yeah, never, never focus on that. Like Michelle no. just said, as long as you know, you put in 100% effort in that session, that's all you can ask for. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. So I think that wraps it up. So yeah, so if you are new to training and your goal is to tone up, one of the hardest goals it is, <laughs> but not unachievable. But if your goal is to tone up and you're new to training, so the options are um, that we've just explained. So you don't have to join a gym. You can train from home, but you will need to get some equipment. And if you do join a gym, just maybe look into um, investing in a coach or a personal trainer. And same as at home as well. You know, that's a good thing about online coaches that, you don't have to join a gym it's really flexible so all all of our clients at the minute are training from home and they're all getting amazing results so if you are want to go and start your own fitness journey and you the gym is just not for you or you just haven't got time you know you've got you've got young children that are not in school yet and you just haven't got anyone to take care of them then you know you can work out at home online coaching is, is really flexible so there's loads of ways that you can start yeah, absolutely. We always work our programs, you know, based on on the individual person themselves, to be fair. And that's not to say that people might not ever have a same training plan, because as we've said, if there's somebody who can, who've got a pair of three kilogram light dumbbells, they can train from home three days a week, they might have the same workout plan, but it's about the effort that they put into that then. And we can make adaptations depending on, you know, injuries or exercises they don't get on with so well so we can work definitely um with each individual and their own requirements own goals for example um i do think it's so good to have a coach purely because otherwise people tend to just do exercise and they're not really going to achieve anything from it it's so good to have an actual set program where you've got a plan going forwards in order to achieve the progressive overload like we've like we've mentioned otherwise progress definitely will stall yeah and just to learn form as well because that's yeah. just something that i wish i learned at the beginning when i didn't even know what form was and when i got a coach and she went right i could teach you the correct form and i was like correct what there's <laughs> 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 the correct way to lift i just thought you lifted but um <laughs> Yeah, and I would have saved myself from getting those massive traps and getting injured. I mean, I pulled my, I still have problems with it now, my rotator cuff. So just just get a coach, you know, just um, just have someone to teach you the correct form. It's so important. Yeah. So how do people work with you, Michelle? What do you, what services have you got on offer? So I've got the, the mainly the two plans. So the personalised plans are the... 10-week fat loss plan, the Lean Project. That starts now on the 22nd of March. I've got two places left. And the other plan that I do is monthly online coaching. So the monthly coaching is a bit more um, 
you get a bit more support with that. So you get weekly check-ins instead of fortnightly check-ins. You get in-depth video response and you also get Zoom calls. So it all comes down to how much support you need and how long your goal takes you. So if your goal is going to take you, if you think you can achieve your goal in 10 weeks, then join the 10-week plan. If your goal is longer term, then you've got monthly one-to-one coaching. So I know your plans are similar, Jess, what you've got going on very very similar to that so i've got um, an eight week plan so the eight week shape up rather than a 10 week plan and again monthly so with the eight week shape up again it's same as you fortnightly uh, one-to-one check-ins with a weekly uh, sorry with a fortnightly zoom call so alternating a group zoom call and then monthly coaching as well so that's you know the clients who want to stay longer term and the ones that i can really really focus on setting long-term goals and achieving long-term results with those so yeah monthly and the eight weeks and i'm assuming with you as well michelle obviously if somebody is to sign up and do my eight week challenge or your 10-week program then they can ob- obviously move on to that monthly coaching if they still want to yeah yeah continue. so if yeah so if somebody doesn't achieve their goal within 10 weeks then they can move on to which i do have quite a lot to do actually they can then move on to monthly coaching because a lot of people like the idea of having weekly check-ins because weekly check-ins really does help you keep accountable um so how does someone sign up to you jess how do they sign up to the eight week shape up um so i've got programs set up via the app so usually i ask people to just get in touch with me first of all so whether that's via email um, painandgames at gmail.com or people will send me a message on facebook or via instagram um for the eight week shape-ups i usually tend to just send them a link to the package otherwise for the monthly i do like to have um a bit of a consultation call with somebody first of all so I've got option within the link tree bio in my bio in Instagram where people can go in, book in um, a consultation call and have a chat with me. And that's, that's whether you want to join the eight week or the, or the monthly coaching. If you just want to find out a little bit more, you know, there's obviously you're not bound by it. There's no obligations. If you'd like to just chat and then you decide not to go ahead, absolutely fine. But I think it's good to have, have that call with somebody to find out a bit more about their, their goals and how you can, help them moving forward how about you yeah same so i've got the link tree so i've now got my whatsapp on the link tree so if you i've got an inquiry form if you want to send an inquiry form or i've got the whatsapp so you can just directly whatsapp me um just send me a quick message and um yeah so same as you really so on the link tree or you can email me so my email is michelle at lift.wales yeah, I think you'll find everything you need in that link tree on both of yeah, our bios. So, so yeah, well, that's it. Thank you so much for listening today. Um, hope you found it useful. And again, hope you do enjoy hearing a little bit about our own experiences with things as well. Um, and we'll be back for next week's podcast. I don't think we've discussed actually what we're going to talk about next, next week. We're going to be doing myths. Oh, myths. We did discuss Only it. Only because I, I did a... <laughs> I did a, I do a Q&A with my Facebook group once a month and a lot of the questions were based on myths. So okay. I thought it would be good because it's quite relevant at the minute. A lot of clients are asking this question. So I thought it would be good for us to touch on myths next week. Yeah, sounds good. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I did an email on myths a couple of weeks back as well. So based on uh, questions from my own clients too. So yeah, definitely a good one to to do, I think. Looking forward to it. 
Fab. So thanks for joining everyone. So hopefully you've enjoyed this podcast and it does inspire you to start your, um, your journey. Obviously, please get in touch with either one of us if you do need help. So you can find us on Spotify. Please follow us on Spotify um, and also on iTunes if you can leave us a review and subscribe to us. That would be great. We're also on Google Play too. Yeah, that would be amazing. Thank you so much. Have a great week all. We'll be back soon. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye.